The definition of healing is to mend, cure, make whole, to return to the original state of health. Sounds really good, doesn't it? But we struggle to reach our destination sometimes when it comes to healing. Well, what was the full purpose of the cross and what does Jesus have to say about healing? Well, stay tuned. We're going to hear a whole lot from him today. Hey friend, welcome to the Shattered in the Beautiful podcast. I'm Jeannie Smith. If your heart is hurting, no matter what your circumstances are, there is only one healer. Through biblical content, I will teach you how to experience whole healing and soar into great purpose. So let's get into today's show. Grab your favorite coffee, journal, and Bible. It's time to dig in and unwrap your gift. Hey friends, welcome back to the show. This is Jeannie Smith. So I wonder, did you have a wonderful Mother's Day? You know, being a mother is such a gift of God. I wondered if I would ever be given the opportunity to carry life in my womb and to birth a child. And thanks to the wonderful Father above, He did give me that opportunity. And and sometimes He gives us the gift of motherhood through other sources. Our blessings can come in many shapes and forms. Maybe it's through adoption. Maybe it's being a spiritual mother to someone And sometimes Mother's Day can be a difficult time. And so I just want to take a moment and say, when you have had a loss when it comes to a mother, or maybe motherhood is something that God has not fully blessed you with yet, and there's a struggle there. Maybe you're struggling today with infertility or some sort of infant loss. I just want to say to you that you are still a mother, that God has given you the ability and the anointing and the favor to walk in that role. Speak that over your life. And if you've lost a child, you are still a mother because that child is in heaven. And so I want you today to receive the gift of motherhood. I want you to soak in the fact that no matter where that child is, whether it's a desire still in your heart, or if that child is here on earth and a prodigal son, or maybe that child is in heaven, you are still a mother. You are still a mother. Glory to God. Thank you, Father, that you give us the gift of motherhood. Thank you, Lord, that you give us blessings in unique ways and different forms and shapes when it comes to the gift of motherhood. Thank you, Father, that you are restoring relationships. Thank you, Father, that you're giving peace and healing to the loss of our earthly mothers, God, that may be residing in heaven. Thank you, Lord, that you're blessing the desires of mothers' hearts that are desiring for a child. God, give them peace and healing that surpasses all understanding. And today, just let them focus on the gift of motherhood. And God, thank you in your word, you tell us that you can also even be a mother to us. You can be a father, a mother. You can be everything that we need you to be. So today, if we're longing and wanting the gift of motherhood, we're missing our mother. Lord, would you just be our mother today? And we ask all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. You know, one of the greatest ministries of my life is being a mom. There are so many other things that I put my hand to, but I'll tell you the greatest opportunity, the greatest mission and ministry that I have is my children. And many times as I walk around in my little boy's room at night while he's sleeping and pray over him and speak blessings over his life and favor and wisdom and pray for grandchildren that are years to come down the road, and their salvation, 
I always pray, Lord, let me get this right. Out of all the things that I might do and put my hands to, oh, Lord, let me always get this role of motherhood and the ministry of motherhood right and see its priority and apply it to my life. Well, let's get back to the purpose of today's show. I titled this episode, The Gospel of Healing. And what does that mean? Let me tell you, on the cross, Jesus died that we would have salvation. That All mankind would have the opportunity to have salvation. He was the perfect sacrifice for that, for the forgiveness of all sins, that we may live eternity in heaven with him. But there was another reason that he paid that ultimate price on the cross, and that was by his stripes we are healed. So this is the gospel message of healing on the cross. Jesus took the wounds, the lashing, the stripes, so that we would and could be healed. And come into the understanding of healing and what that means, that the Spirit of God, the holy promise of healing, could be found in him and could be found in in his word. And so we're going to talk about that today. And I'm so thankful that Jesus paid that ultimate price for our healing, because that means we don't have to walk around in bondage. We don't have to walk around in pain, constant pain that cannot be healed and restored through Jesus. Now, yes, there's going to be pain in this world because we live in a fallen world, but there is a promise of hope and healing that comes through Jesus and his word. So I want to talk to you about that today. I want to talk about how our greatest battles, our greatest pain is where we can also find our greatest purpose. So what does that mean? That means that the enemy come against you with some form of trauma or pain or loss because he meant for that very thing to destroy you, right? And that pain and Tragedy in your life is where you're going to find the greatest purpose because he wants to keep you locked up in that place. But God came that you would be delivered, rescued, and healed from that place and then use it for his glory. Not that God wanted these things to happen, but it did. But now he promises in his word that he's going to bring good out of it. Okay, and now I want to talk to you real quick about your kingdom purpose. See, we all have purposes in this life, and all of our gifts and talents have been given to us by God. So that might be successful in a certain career or, um, you know, a certain job, or maybe you're successful as a homemaker. Maybe you're successful as a businessman, different things like that. Okay, these are gifts and talents that God has given uh, to us by the Lord, but there's also your kingdom purpose. Your kingdom purpose is what you were created in the womb for. Your kingdom purpose is what God has marked you with a great significance for in the kingdom. And so you're not fully at peace and full of joy unless you're walking in that kingdom purpose. And, you know, so if you've never done that, if you've never sit still and said, Lord, what is my kingdom purpose? I know I'm doing a lot of great things and I know that I've been successful, but what is my kingdom purpose? Is it to be an evangelist? Is it been to be a teacher of the word? Is it to be um, a minister of the gospel? Is it to um, edify and be used in these gifts that you've given me? Is it a spirit of faith, a spirit of healing? Is it a spirit of apostleship or shepherding? What is that thing that you've called me to? Lord, the thing that you've marked me with and by, the thing that nobody else can do but me because you only created me to do it. That's how special and significant that you are. And so your destiny is linked to your kingdom purpose, okay? 
Obviously, our destiny and our eternal purpose is home. It's heaven. That's where we're going. But this kingdom purpose is going to be done here on earth and in heaven. So once you get to heaven, you're going to continue using those gifts that God has given you, although they will be perfected in heaven. But your kingdom purpose is still going to be done on earth as it is in heaven. As you move into your destiny, we have the ability on earth to begin to move into our destiny. And then, of course, we will enter into that full destiny once we enter into heaven's gates. But I want you to ask yourself that, and I want you to know this, that you are much larger than yourself. The call on your life, the kingdom purpose on your life is much larger than yourself. Okay, it's larger than anything your mind can comprehend. So this is why the enemy is after you. It's why he wants to keep you locked in pain because he doesn't want you to understand and identify with your true identity. He doesn't want you to understand and come into the wisdom and revelation of that kingdom purpose because he wants to stop you. Understand it is his purpose and plan to stop you from ever walking in your kingdom purpose and your destiny. So I want you to focus on the result of change that may be needed in your life, okay? Not the change itself, okay? But the one that can bring the change, Jesus. I want you to focus on destination. I want you to focus on vision, not the speed bumps that we call life, the journey ahead. You know, I have a friend that owns a condo on the beach and she allows me, because um, she's so generous, she allows me to use this little place to do healing retreats. And it's so beautiful. It's total view of the ocean all around this condo where healing just takes place when she allows me to go in there and women can receive the healing balm of God. And so when you walk into this place, there is a huge picture in the living room that always speaks to my soul. And this picture is just a huge portrait of a highway. And in the far distance of that highway, a two-lane road, there's some blurriness at the end of that road. And, you know, a little bit of landscape, a hillside, and things like that. But you cannot see what is at the end of that road. You can only see the up-close personal picture of the two-lane highway. And every time I walk in there, that portrait just grabs my soul and takes my breath. And I just stand and stare at it because here's what it speaks to me. Lord, this journey of life is nothing but a road. It's a highway that we're on. And we don't know what is at the end of that road. We don't know what is around that bend, but you do. And this is where faith comes in. Because faith is we have to keep moving on that highway, on mission, even though we don't know what is at the end of that road. And our life is nothing but construction. God is always at work in our life. And it won't be until we take our last breath that we can truly say, okay, end of construction. Everything has made, been made perfected and made whole. But the journey and the adventure of that road just excites me. I'm mesmerized by it. Lord, this is what it's called to walk in unknown, blind faith that there's something extraordinary at the end of that road that I cannot yet see yet, but I trust you, Father, because you are the captain of my vehicle. You are directing my navigation, and I trust you because at the end of this journey and along this journey, there's unexpected turns and there's unexplained surprises and treasures and unexplained stops 
that you have for me along the way. But in those places, Lord, you're going to meet me and you're going to provide something miraculous in my life, a great surprise, a great gift. And Lord, I thank you for that. Thank you, God, for the expectation of the mystery ahead. Thank you for that. And I, I want you to think about your life like that. When you just close your eyes and imagine this picture of this road that you're on, this journey, and not being able to fully see ahead, but knowing that it, there is a destination. See, those highways, that two road is going somewhere. There's a destination. When you get in your car and you begin to drive, you have a just, just uh, destination. You are setting your GPS to somewhere that you're wanting to go, right? And you know where you're going. But in this life journey, we don't always know where we're going, but see, God is your GPS. He has set the destination, glory to God, to where you are going. And you can just sit back and put it on cruise control. And your only job as a driver of that vehicle is to trust, to trust your heavenly GPS navigator. That's what your job is. Okay. Now, I want to talk to you about pain and suffering that you may be experiencing in your life right now. I want you to know that the greatest suffering is where the greatest transformation takes place. We can't have full transformation without the suffering. And so, therefore, when we think about it like this, the suffering then becomes the gift. It becomes the gift because out of that suffering is where Jesus miraculously begins to heal you and restore you. It's where deliverance comes in because he, by the way, deliverance is nothing more than rescuing. It's where he begins to rescue you and pull you out of that destruction. And through that, we are comforted. We are healed. We are given transformation because when we come out of that, we are purified and there's a transformation that takes place in our life. And then God releases us to share the great wonder of what he's done in our life. This is Revelation 12, 11 that says we overcome him, meaning Satan, by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. Now, what does that mean? Well, let's break that down. We overcome him meaning Satan. That means everything that he has done to your life, everything he's done to come against your life, he comes to kill, steal, and destroy. He speaks death over you. He wants to destroy you. So, but this passage of scripture says that we overcome him. We have been given the grace and the authority because we're children of God to overcome him. Everything he does against you and to your life and your children and your family, your marriage, you can speak against it by the authority and power that's been given to you. You can overcome that. That's what you can do, yes and amen, by your words, through your prayers. You take authority over it. So you can overcome everything that he's ever done. And how does the word tell you that you can do that? By the blood of the lamb. So here we go, back to the cross, the picture of healing and salvation. Because of that price that was paid on that cross, you can now overcome by the blood of the perfect lamb, the spotless lamb. You can overcome everything that he has done to you. And then how do we overcome it? By the word of our testimony. That means you're going to go and speak and share. All oh, the enemy hates that when we speak and share about the wonders of what God has done in our life because you know why it gives other people hope and courage to come forward and receive and apply the same truth, God's word to their life. See, they don't understand that it's for them. They don't think it's possible, but it is. The enemy has been lying to them. And so now you take this gift that God has done for you and you pay it forward and you share it with other people and you become now a survival kit for other people that are walking through the same thing that you've walked through. And so you're giving glory to God as you give this testimony because of what he's done for you and what he can also do for others. So the enemy wants to stop your testimony cold. He doesn't want you to talk about your testimony and what 
the enemy tried to do to you, but then what God delivered you from. He doesn't want you to talk about that. So he tries to keep you in this place of bondage thinking you're not good enough. Someone's going to laugh at you. Someone's going to, you know, pick at you or make you uh, think you're an idiot or whatever because you share the truth of what God has done in your life. That is all lies. Those are all things of deception. No, God is going to honor you. God is going to give you a platform. God's going to perform miracles out of your very testimony. Why? Because it is the gospel. So we call this series or this episode the, the gospel of healing because your story is the gospel. Okay. What has been done in your life and what Jesus has done in your life is the gospel. And it's a ripple effect that takes place when we share the testimony of what God has done in our life. You know, Second Corinthians uh, chapter three says, if the gospel is hid, it is hid from those that are lost. So you don't want to hide your story. Okay, if it's hidden, it's under a, a bushel and, and the light cannot shine. It cannot penetrate the darkness. It cannot impact the lives of those around you. And they are in desperate need to hear your story. So you don't want to do that. We're not going to do that in the name of Jesus. No, we're going to share our story. We're going to walk in courageous faith and boldness. We're going to roar like a lion and we're going to tell our stories of what God has done. But first, we got to allow God to do this work in our life, right? So I want to talk to you about Psalms 107.20. We are going to park it in this passage. I'm going to read these scriptures to you and let them penetrate on your heart. After this episode, go back and open up your Bible and journal and meditate on these words yourself and ask the Lord to speak to you. What does this mean for me? This is a very personal passage here you can apply to your life and it's meant to free you. Okay. It's meant to free you. So go ahead and open up your Bibles. Look at Psalms 107.20. Give thanks to the Lord for he is good. So right away, God is saying right out the gate, go ahead and give thanks to me for what I am about to do in your life. And it says, because his love, my love endures forever. Verse 2, let the redeemed of the Lord tell their story. There it is, friends, the redeemed. He's going to redeem you. And then he says, go and tell your story. Those he redeemed from the land of the foe. Verse three, those he gathered from the lands, the great I am. He's telling you, I'm the one doing this from east and west, from north and south. Verse four, some wandered in the desert wastelands, finding no way to a city where they could settle. So we're wandering in that place of the wilderness where it cannot find our way. And then he says in verse five, they were hungry and thirsty and their lives ebbed away. Verse six, then they cried out to the Lord in their trouble. Yes, they cried out to the Lord in their trouble and he delivered them from their distress. Who delivered them? He delivered them from their distress their distress. Verse seven, he led them by a straight way. He established your steps. He's establishing your steps today. A straight way, not a curvy way, not a wandering way, but a straight way, a purpose way to a city where they could settle. He says, sit down, settle, be at peace for a while. Verse eight, let them give thanks to the Lord for his un failing love and his wonderful deeds for mankind. Verse nine, for he, yes, he alone satisfies the thirsty and fills the hungry with good things. What kind of things? Not bad things, good things. Verse 10, some sat in darkness in utter darkness. Have you ever sat in darkness and despair? Have you ever been in a pit? 
He's speaking to you right now. He calls them prisoners. Prisoners suffering in iron chains. Who put you in those chains? Not Jesus. No, the enemy put you in there. And he kept you in there in a dark place thinking you couldn't get out. Thinking you weren't worthy to get out. Verse 11, because they rebelled against God's commands. What is his commands? Love me. Love people. Obey my commands. And they despise the plans of the Most High. Well, his plans are good plans. They're perfect plans. So he subjected them to bitter labor. They stumbled and there was no one to help them. But then in verse 13, they cried to the Lord in their trouble and he saved them from their distress. Again, he is saying, here I am. I am your savior. I can pull you and redeem you from all things. I am your salvation. I am your help. Verse 14, he brought them out of darkness. He brought them out of darkness darkness, the utter darkness, and broke away their chains. Iron chains. Who broke those chains away? God did. The Holy Spirit did. Verse 15, let them give thanks to the Lord. Why is he saying give thanks to the Lord? Because he just broke away the chains for his unfailing love and his wonderful deeds for mankind. For he breaks down gates of bronze and cuts through bars of iron. Listen, there is nothing that our God won't do for you. Jesus will leave the 99 and come after you every single time because of his great love for you. He will not leave you in a place of despair. He will never do that. He will not leave you in a place of darkness. He is come to heal and redeem you and save you and heal you. Verse 17, some become fools through their rebellious ways because we can rebel against God and we can do that through selfishness and pride and other things. And with, if we do that, the word tells us right here, and suffered affliction because of their iniquities. We brought these things on ourselves. Now, this is very powerful. Listen here. Verse 18, they loathed all food and drew near gates of death. Now, these are things that is they're intentionally doing. They're choosing to do these things. Became fools through rebellious ways. So they're choosing rebellious ways. They're choosing to sin. And because of that, right, there is consequence to sin. So now we see the suffering take place because of the iniquity. And it says, because of those things, they are drawing near to the gates of death. But listen here. Listen here, friends. Verse 19. This is my favorite part. Then they cried to the Lord in their trouble, and he saved them from their distress and their destruction. Now, it's powerful to me to see here that the word says their distress and destruction. Do you know that we can cause these things ourselves because of the choices that we made? He didn't say that he's healing us and saving us from the destruction that he caused. No, he's saying that he is healing and saving us from the destruction of our doing. He saved them from their distress, their destruction. And verse 20, here we go, my favorite part. How did he do that? He sent out his word and healed them. And he rescued them from the grave. We're going to stop right there. That ends in verse 20. Let me read that again. Psalms 107, 20. He sent out his word and healed them and rescued them from the grave, from the darkness, from the grave, from death. What saves you? His word. And he healed them through his word. 
glory to God. Thank you, Father, for your word. Thank you that it heals and restores us. It brings life. We can open it up and read it, God, and it just begins to fill us and speak to us and, and, and just give us life. Thank you that by your very words, we are healed and we are saved and we learn these words. We meditate on these words and we can speak them over ourselves and then share them with other people. Thank you, Father, that your word is coming through me right now as a vessel and bringing truth that I've had to come against all distraction today, even in preparing this message, Lord. Uh, technical difficulties and everything over and beyond, but we just spoke to it and prayed over it and said, Holy Spirit, send your angels and part them out to fix and resolve all these things so that your word would go forth and by your word and your stripes we are healed. And yes, you are doing that, Lord. Thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. So friends, his word is what heals us. There's some great things that we can learn, principles through counseling and other things as well. Uh, people, God will choose people to help walk, come in alongside of us and walk us through uh, healing. But it's through his word that we are healed. And so those vessels of instruments, those facilitators, those counselors uh, have to apply the word of God because he's the one that brings the healing. So the truth is just right here. And I just encourage you to go back and to read that and soak that up. And the last thing I want to share with you today comes from Jeremiah 29, 11, And it says, for I know the thoughts that I think and have towards you, says the Lord, thoughts of peace, not of evil and harm, to give you an expected end, to give you a hope and an expected end. God says from the very beginning, when I formed you in your mother's womb, I had nothing but good plans for you, never to bring you harm or evil. No, that comes from the, the enemy himself. No, my thoughts and plans and purposes for you have always been good to give you a hope and an expected end. Lord, thank you that you do that. And I want you to receive that word to your life right now. I want you to think about that picture of that road that you're traveling on. And that expected end is for you and it is good. God has a purpose and a plan at the end of that highway for you. And it is good and you can trust it. And it's hopeful. If you're in a place of hopelessness right now, I just speak against that right now. And I want you to begin to speak hopeful things over you. Say, Lord, I am full of hope today. And just say that every day. If that's you, if you're hopeless, I want you to say, I am full of hope today. I am full of hope today. I want you to say that every day until it begins to penetrate your heart because his word says that. He says, I'm a good father. I've got good plans for you. You can trust me. I'm going to give you peace. I'm going to give you hope. I'm going to give you an expected end. I'm going to enter you into the promised land that I have chosen to give for you. And these are things that the word of God says to us. He says, I will never leave you and forsake you in the book of Hebrews. And we've learned today out of the book of Psalms 107 that he can pull us out of any kind of darkness or destruction that we're in, that he alone can do it. He can break every chain. He can break down every piece of bondage that you might find yourself in layer after layer after layer. He can slice through it just so quickly and so instantly and snatch you out of there. He snatches you out of death. He snatches you out of the grave by his mighty, mighty hand and establishes your feet and gives you a hope and a future for tomorrow. That's the God that we serve. That's the God that created you. He says, you are a child of God. You are my child. You are wonderfully made, dearly loved and precious in my sight. 
And before I ever made you, I knew you and there is no one else like you. And you have a kingdom purpose. I have put a calling on your life and I want you to obey me and say yes and amen and follow after me. That's what I want you to begin to do. And I want you to walk with your head held high and I want you to walk in hope and I want you to walk in confidence and I want you to allow the Lord to use you for his glory. You will find great purpose there and you will find great joy there. And the father is so proud of you. He is so proud of you. He looks upon you with nothing but love. And as you do these things that I just spoke of, he becomes more and more proud of you. He blesses you. He gives you rewards because he loves you and he's so proud of you. And you know what, friends? You don't really have to do anything at all, but just choose him and love him. Oh, he'll give you opportunities to serve him and be a blessing to other people, to partner with him. But all he really wants is you. He just wants your love and he wants you to receive his love. And it is the greatest gift. And again, that was the purpose of the cross is for your salvation and your healing, that he may love you, that you may know him and allow him to be known in your life, that he may abide in you and you abide in him. Oh, what joy. The spirit of the sovereign Lord is on me because the Lord has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim freedom for the captives and release from darkness for the prisoners, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all who mourn and provide for those who grieve in Zion to bestow on them a crown of beauty instead of ashes, the oil of joy instead of mourning, and a garment of praise instead of a spirit of despair. They will be called oaks of righteousness, a planting of the Lord for the display of his splendor. In Jesus' name, amen. They will rebuild the ancient ruins and restore the places long devastated. They will renew the ruined cities that have been devastated for generations. Strangers will shepherd your flocks. Foreigners will work your fields and vineyards and you will be called priests of the Lord and you will be named ministers of our God and you will feed on the wealth of the nations and in your riches you will boast. And instead of your shame, you will receive a double portion. And instead of disgrace, you will rejoice in your inheritance. And so you will inherit a double portion in your land and everlasting joy will be yours. This is the word of the Lord and Isaiah 61, 1 through 7. Friends, I hope that this message today has blessed you. I hope you found encouragement and hope and experience healing through the truth of God's word. God has great plans for your life. Walk in your kingdom destiny. I hope you have a wonderful week. I love you bunches and remember, live life abundantly. like mommy's show leave a review hey before you go if this podcast has blessed you the number one way you can help me is to leave a review and subscribe to the shattered and the beautiful show next hop on over to the shattered and the beautiful private facebook group where you will find a network of friends with daily inspiration you can reach me at genie and lastly please share the episode or review in your social and tag me at smith evangelistic ministries I cannot wait to meet with you again. Stay tuned for more life-giving podcasts coming your way.